Please hold. Your call is not important to us. Hi, I'm Caitlin Noble. Hey, this is Kevin Little. And welcome to Have, Have a, a Nice, nice day. day. New York isn't fucking Disney World. They don't know where everything is. Stop asking. So, uh, we were inspired to start this podcast uh, because we both work in the customer service. We slave away in customer service. That's it's, true. That's a much better word for it. Yeah, That's it's, exactly how I would It's not exactly work. It's, uh, it, it's toiling. It's a Herculean labor. Goodness, you have a way with words. I try my best. I went to NYU. That's all I studied, not math. Uh, <laughs> fuck that. So on this show, uh, basically we want to kind of shed some light on the shitty customers we and our guests interact with. This is the first episode, so we have no guest today. It's just going to be me interviewing Kevin and Kevin interviewing me, so you guys can get to know us a little bit, know what makes us tick. Absolutely. We will have people coming in. They'll be sharing their shitty stories. Uh, pretty much once a week, I think, is how far in advance we want to do these, just once every week. Uh, but let's start it off. Caitlin, where is your pit of hell? Well, uh, I have two pits of hell and one, like, outer circle of hell. Three okay. jobs. Uh, we're not going to say what they are. We're no. going to keep this totally anonymous. No, don't do that. One of them is a barbecue restaurant. Okay. One of them is a French restaurant. All right. I'm seeing a theme. And the the lesser circle of hell is a babysitting job, which is actually really fun. Okay, yeah, because babies are, I think... In the first circle of hell, according to Dante? Not yeah. not all babies, uh, just the unbaptized infants. Uh, I'm getting into a classical kick right now. It's sort of how I cope. Because uh, I work in tourism, uh, particularly... Kevin has me beat in how deep his circle of hell is. Oh, my God. It is well into the city of Dis. I work in Times Square for a bus tour company. I'm not going to say which one it is. There's hundreds. You take a guess. Uh, but yeah, we're well within the city of Dis, and there are people who come in every day. Oh, oh, the walks of life, the inhuman <laughs> monsters that I deal with on a daily basis. How... It's like terrible people get a 20% discount on a trip to New York City or something. Oh, it's more than a 20%, but it's peculiar on how they do it. They'll spend like 400% more to get 20% less across the board. And when they can't get that 20% on the particular things that they want, they get furious. Absolutely. The world revolves around them. Don't you know that, Kevin? Yeah. It's like paying in advance to be cheap later, which is more common than you think. It's disgusting. Now, um, now I just want to say really quick, Kevin, um, so we're not allowed to say the places we work because we like our jobs. Yes, yes we love our jobs. What happens if we accidentally say the name of our job on the air? Uh, then the fired alarm will go off. And uh, the only way you can douse the fired um, or pretty much any pain that you're dealing with from your job is with alcohol. So we're going to punish each other with a shot. A anytime. terrible shot. It is s'mores vodka. That's the one we have right now. Kevin had me smell it today. Oh, God. It smells like if nail polish... Uh, smelt like a graham cracker, but was passed through a dog's asshole first. Men who fought in the Civil War would not touch this stuff. Men who died in the Civil War smelled like this stuff. Oh, God, that's exactly correct. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever smelled in my life, and I really hope the fire alarm never goes off. You know what? Here's, here's a funny question. Because uh, there will be occasionally times when a customer will come into my box office, and they will legitimately smell horrible. Really? Yeah, they usually they usually come from France. I'm not surprised. This is this is not a stereotype. This is something that I have observed. There are customers that come in from very specific points of the world that just decide 
You know what a good thing to do today is? Smell horribly. You know what's not nice? What's the not shower nice? in my five-star hotel. The shower in your five-star hotel. How, how do you live? How do you live with yourself having a subpar shower uh, in, your, in your hotel? Well, is there you only just one nozzle? You just don't use it. Oh, of, oh, of course. Okay. It's, it's, it's sort of an avoidance Absolutely. I, it's offensive. So you just don't shower while you're on vacation. Oh, of course not. Actually, speaking of offensive, because we're going to get into a lot of specificity with this. We're going to talk about particular customers that have really gotten under our skin. And I kind of want to start this ball rolling just on a, on a high note, on a really big fucking note. Ooh, like, are you starting with, uh, would you say, your worst customer story? Is this where this is going? Oh, God. You know what? I wish I could. I wish I could tell my worst customer story because in the past two days, I worked a clopin. For any of you who don't know what a clopin is, it's when you close one night and then the next morning you open. So you get a lot of irritability that you just have to deal with as a customer servant. You've got about three hours of sleep. Three hours of sleep, almost exactly. And I've dealt with three of the worst fucking customers I have ever dealt with in my entire life in the past three days. Oh my God. I will say, um, for continuity reasons, we did record the first episode about two weeks ago. We did. And then I texted Kevin and I was sort of like, I've had way more worse stories. We got to re-record so we can really start this with a bang. Yeah. Like, I, I started off, you know, just to revisit the, the lost tape, uh, which we may release later. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's not going to cost us anything. Uh, I told a story about a woman who had tickets for a bus that we, that we sold, and she did not get on the bus, which means, you know, we don't give a refund. If you reserve a seat on a timed experience and that bus leaves... And your seats are not sold? Right, it's like a Broadway show. There's someone else who bought tickets to front mezzanine row A, seat two, tomorrow night. So yeah. if you missed your show in front row mezzanine seat two today, you can't have that seat tomorrow because someone else has bought it. Yeah, and it's not like I deal with, you know, this magical bus that has unlimited seats. We have less than 50 seats on this bus. So she got off the bus, and usually when it's a medical emergency, we're allowed to give a little bit of elbow room. And it turns out her daughter was sick. And as opposed to uh, escorting the daughter out to get oh, some God, fresh I air, I hate story. yeah, uh, she let the daughter throw up in our box office yeah. uh, no less than five times. We couldn't tell her to like get your fucking child out of our box office so it can throw up on the street like everyone else does in Times Square. <laughs> no, we just sort of had to stutter our way through saying, uh, um, "Okay, does she want? Does she want to go outside?" And she just sat there going, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She said, no? She said, oh, Do you want to go outside? No, no. it's fine. It's, I'm doing great right here. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much that. And since, since we don't have complete propriety over our box office, we rent space from another big tourism attraction. Not going to say which one it is because I want to specific, keep my job. You're going to have to drink that vodka. I've done it before. It tastes like shit, and it reacts bad with root beer. It, oh. Yeah, I tried to find a mixer for that. Uh, mug root beer does not fucking work. Like, really shitty store brand cream soda does, oh. barely, but mug root beer makes it almost acidic. That is dangerous. Did it I ever is. tell you the story about the one time uh, Sam, my boyfriend, and I, we've had this plastic bottle of Pinnacle Vodka oh, sitting up God. on top of our fridge for about two years? Those are magical flavors. 
right? They're also disgusting and terrible and in plastic. Yeah. They were sitting there for two years until uh, he and my roommate drank it one night, and they were high as fucking kites. Oh, what flavor was it? Do you remember? I think it was orange whipped. Oh, no. One of those things where people are like, you put it in this and it tastes like a creamsicle. Like, that's exciting. Like, creamsicles are good. Yeah, if you put it in the toilet, it tastes like prison hooch, too. (laughs) So, back to back. Here are the three worst customers I've had in the past 48 hours. That's, I hate this already. It's fucked up. And believe it or not, two of the three of them were British. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Surprising fact, British tourism... Uh, you know, when you go to Britain, oh, they're lovely people. Everyone wants to help. Uh, but when they step off of uh, Great British territory, they're all cunts. They're all tremendous cunts. That's because those chocolate oranges aren't sold over here. Yeah. There's no Kinder eggs here. There's no fucking Kinder eggs. What do you mean, grape jelly? Where's my black currant? Yeah. I don't know what a black currant is. Um, I imagine it's a blackberry. It looks like a blueberry. I don't approve of it. If it can't grow here, I'm not fond of it particularly, um, but I've, I have no excuse for that. <laughs> like, I, ha- I had one British customer come in. Uh, this is not one of the worst three. Uh, we had just recently changed ticketing systems in the box office, so we had to do a lot of transitional hiccuping type things. Uh, certain things weren't working, and of course our website needed to change because people can buy tickets to our attractions on our website. And so this this British couple uh, tried to purchase tickets online, but they were having problems. Uh, Usually foreign customers do, because they don't understand how our websites work. They're pretty fucking simple if you just take a look at them and read shit. But that goes without saying. Who has time? Yeah. So they go to their concierge, and they call us uh, from the concierge desk, and they're saying, Hey, uh, I've got customers here. They want to buy this. It's like, can I use a credit card? I'm like, sure. Are you a partner with us? And they say, no, we're not. And I go, okay, well, we can't take credit cards over the phone because that's a security risk. Oh, my God, yes. All the time, people in the restaurant will call and they'll say, like, hey, I want to buy this person's meal. This person's sitting in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. I'm at my house. I want to pay for their meal. And I say, okay, but you need to sign your goddamn credit card. Yeah. You need to sign for it. It's a security measure. Don't get mad at me. I'm trying to stop you from having your identity stolen, you stupid people. Yeah, shit. of course. I don't know if there's a fucking Jesus at the Warwick Hotel. By the way, there is a Jesus at the Warwick Hotel. He's a lovely guy. Um, you know, he's very amiable. He's a Capricorn. Uh, likes long walks on the beach. I don't know if he's single, but you're welcome to try. Anyway... I tell them, you know... Is this a real person or are you being... No, it's a real person. (laughs) Hey, Seuss at the Warwick Hotel. He's a real nice guy. I only spoke with him on the phone once. No, twice, because he called back after he tried to do the the website again and failed. Oh, okay. Um, But I'm like, no, just just send them over here. Uh, We'll process the order. I'm sorry you're having trouble. They come in and like, you know, it's very inconvenient. We tried to go on your website uh, weeks ago. And uh, we couldn't do it. I'm like, yeah, well, we were having a transition. And it's like, all right, but, you know, when we go to the concierge... uh, they said, we had to come down here. So we walked a whole 16 blocks to get here. I'm like, oh, you poor babies. Oh, you, would you oh, like no. me to massage your feet, my lord, for walking the 16 blocks? Motherfucker. Like, I've walked from my apartment in 49th Street down to South fucking Ferry. Like, the South Street Seaport, all the way down. Just because I fucking felt like it one day. Yeah, on, on an average day for me, I get out of work on the Upper East Side. I will walk from the Upper East Side to my rehearsals down in the low teens. Yeah. I've got my box office 
in Times Square on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is long. You don't know where I fucking work. Shut, Shut up. up. Uh, <laughs> that was amazing. All right. Uh, if we ever do that again, uh, we'll take a shot, but it'll be like a nice shot. And we'll Ooh. do it later in celebration so yeah. we don't have to get fucking tanked on this show. Uh, I've got my gym at 54th Street. So I regularly walk like 12 blocks go to my gym, and then walk, like, another 10 blocks to go to my subway station. And also, you know what you don't have to do if you don't want to? You don't have to walk 16 blocks. No, you can take a fucking subway. subway. You can catch a cab if the subway freaks you out. There are buses everywhere. There are those crazy guys on little bikes who, like, insist that they can fit eight of you in those little carts. Yeah, little pedicab guys. Do anything. It's like You you don't have to walk 16 blocks. Are you you sure this is not one of your worst customers? You're not Christ in the desert. Um, you have options. We have options. You also have nice supportive shoes. I do. I do. They're very nice. I got them from Foot Locker. Uh, apparently, a lot of people have my shoes. I've just been noticing the same sort of style. Anyway, first British twat of oh the God. weekend. Because twat is apparently a very good thing to call people in Britain. Not like it's a nice thing to call them, but it's one of the standard insults. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. Twat, twat's amazing. Because uh, with the accents, it's just like twat. It, it's like it, I can't even do twat as a as a British accent because I, I just don't have the power. It makes me really happy. It sounds like a duck. Yeah. <laughs> twat. <laughs> so, the way my bus works is that there are set departure times. Now, this is not a hop on hop off experience. It is a from start to finish. You're on the bus, and that's that's what it is. Very you're covered. Not too specific, then. Yeah. No, you're not getting too specific. Fuck you. You don't know where I work. Shut <laughs> up. Um, so, this person had tickets for our bus at 5.30. They knew they had tickets at 5.30. And what did I say before? If you miss the bus, we cannot refund you or move your tickets to another time. Which $5 says is all over the ticket that they bought. Um, like, well, I'm sure that disclaimer is everywhere. Well, since, since we uh, did change ticketing systems, it's not written on the ticket per se, but we do say it in person at our box office. It is on our website. It is on a big fucking poster behind my head so that you can see it with your eyes that read words. So it's not like it's a foreign concept. Anyway, we get a call from one of our competitors. We get a call from one of our competitors saying, Hey, uh, so we have some customers of yours that had tickets for your attraction at 530 and apparently, one of our agents misinformed them about where to go to pick up the bus. Now, that is written on our tickets. Exactly where to go. Not like just an address. A full fucking sentence that says where to go, address-wise, landmark-wise, and when. In respect to the time, which is written also on your tickets. And this person calls us and says, you know, hey... Uh, one of our agents apparently misinformed these folks um, about where to go to pick up the bus. They missed it. Uh, is there anything we can do uh, to help them out? And I go, you know, I'm sorry, but uh, we do inform our customers when they make a booking that once we process the order, the sale is final. If you miss the bus, we cannot move your tickets to another time. Regardless of what the issue is. Yeah. And I said, now, did you say one of your agents misinformed our customers. Right, that doesn't sound like your fault at all. Yeah, and she said, well, like, she said, I don't I don't know, it's like, uh, they, were, they, was a, they were late on the train or something. Like, so they're changing their story. Mm-hmm. And that makes me very confused. 
And so I'm explaining the policies to this other person who works for a rival company. And she starts giving me shit on the phone. It's like, oh, they're not going to be happy when I tell them this. It's like, we didn't fuck up. This is your fuck up. We've been dealing with assholes like this who yell at us when they miss the bus after we tell them if you miss the bus, you're fucked. For fucking 18 months. Also, oh, I'm sorry. Have fun. Yeah. I'm in competition with you. Why am I going to help you out? Yeah. Make them have a great experience with your bus. Yeah, and I told them, you know, I'm sorry, but unless it's like a medical emergency or some egregious circumstance, there's really nothing we can do. That is an alarm that says it is not an egregious circumstance. I'm so sorry. That is my antibiotic. The thing about my phone is I keep thinking I put it on complete silence, but there's always something that is not put on silence. That's my antibiotic alarm. Caitlin, you had one job. This is a this is a sound medium of uh, media, and the else. one the one interruption is All audio right. based. It's All fine. Right. But you know, why don't you just put a tally on the fired alarm? Okay, I'll put that. I'll put a tally on the fired alarm. Again, that in I'm fact on... will be the fired alarm. Take that sound <laughs> and put that in. If you can pick it up in the audio, mm-hmm. put that in whenever we say the place where we work. As a constant reminder of my fuck up. Yes, as as like a stamp of shame, the red it. scarlet letter upon you. Great. It's not an adultery. Just to be sound. clear, I normally we would take them immediately after a fuck up, but I'm again on antibiotics. And that Why means that happened in the first place. Yeah, that means I'm not taking a shot. If she's not taking a shot, what the fuck? So is this? we're just for now. We're gonna keep a tally for like the next week that I'm on these. And then I get to do all of my tallies at once. Yeah, she's once a trooper. I'm off the antibiotic. So I said medical medical circumstances, right. right? So unless it's a medical circumstance or something else egregious, we can't move the tickets. And on the phone, she's like, "Well, what if it, they're just really nice people and we're trying to help them out?" We can't move the tickets. Yeah, I'm like, "Bitch, there's nothing we can do." <laughs> <laughs> so I hang up, and about an hour later, these people come into the box office. They come into the box office, and this woman, she's a middle-aged woman with her son, uh, had to be in his 20s or something, and she's just got this look like she got kicked in the face, and she's a dog. A dog that got kicked in the face, but it's not like, oh no, I'm so sad. It's like a dog that's like, oh, if I was just a little bit younger, I'd rip your fucking throat out, but nope, I'm just going to eat this foot. (laughs) So... Um, these two people appear. I don't realize that these are the folks because I've never heard them speak. I've only spoken with this competitor agent. And I say, you know, hi, are you being helped? And, you know, she just sort of sighs. You know, we've been having, you know, quite the day. You know, it's been just awful. Uh, I don't want to get into it, but we missed the bus at 530. It's awful. I don't want to get into it, but here it is. I'm getting into it. But we missed the bus. Don't ask me why I'm upset. You are so fucking cassandra right now <laughs> because that's what ended up happening. What? Like, I go, you know, I'm sorry. I think I think the other agent called us on your behalf. Um, so if you missed the bus, we cannot move your tickets to another time or refund you because you used what's called the New York Pass, which is the bane of everyone's fucking existence who works in tourism. Kevin hates the New York Pass. I hate the fucking New York Pass. I would burn the building to the ground that makes them all if I knew where it was. The fucking Isengard of tourism. Uh, basically, if you don't know what the New York Pass is, you pay these fucking scumbag scammers a lump sum of money, like $300 or something at most for this pass, and it promises access to 80 attractions across New York if you can just fucking get to them on time. Um, but also, here's the thing, there's like 30,000 people in New York City at any given time who have these passes. 
So all these VIPs skipping the line shit, and it's like, oh, you could get on this limited attraction pass, or this limited uh, access attraction if you have this pass. Well, guess what? We fucking sell out every day because of how many people with this pass come through. And like people don't understand. It's like, oh, how could you be sold out? It's like, well, a uh, hundred people came in before you, so you're out of fucking luck. Um, and I mean, of course, it doesn't guarantee magical experiences. We're no. not going to kick people off the bus because you have the bus. Absolutely, especially if people pay uh, up to seventy dollars or something like that for a full price ticket, and the money we get from this company is less than twenty. You know, you can get like a pretty good seat to a Broadway show for seventy dollars, right? Oh yeah. I don't think I'd, I mean, pardon me, Kevin, this is your livelihood, but I don't mm -hmm. think I'd ever spend that on a bus. No. And if I did spend that on a bus, I'd make sure I caught my fucking bus. Yeah, or if I'd you... I'd be checking the time every five minutes. Yeah, or if you spend, like, $300 on this pass, and you're like, you know, I really want to get on this bus so that my investment gets returned, um, you fucking do your homework, and you be diligent about it. But, you know, I, I tell her, you know, since no money has exchanged between us... There's really nothing I can give you. And she's, well, that's it, isn't right, it? Right, because she bought the pass. Yeah. Like, so the money's technically with the pass people. Yeah. Um, and there's no refunding because it's not guaranteed you're getting all 80 attractions. It's like you pay for day access. Mm -hmm. so, so that's it. There's just nothing you can do. No. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. It's just like, oh, typical Americans. Just, you just don't care, do you? Ah, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, oh my God. I'm, I'm sorry, but like, if you miss the bus, we instruct you. It's like, well, you don't know what happened. I'm like... No, I don't. But if you can tell us, it's like, well, it's it's personal. I don't feel like going into it right now. It's and I'm like, personal. It's personal. Why'd you come in if it was personal? Yeah, and it's like, also, I'm like, all right, if it's a medical emergency or some other egregious circumstance, then we can kind of make exceptions. But I don't know what the problem is, like why you did it. And she's like, well, I don't even want to go into it now. And I look at her dead in the eye. I'm like. Well, then I can't fucking help you. I didn't say fucking. I did not say fucking. The fucking was in my head, but I looked at him like, well, then I can't help you. And, you know, she storms off. And then, no less than two hours later, another British person, British woman, overweight, middle-aged, fucking cunt of a loony bitch. Oh, shit. All right. She's, I feel like one day we're going to really offend people with our descriptors. You know what? That's fine. That's fine. This, you're going to hear this person, and you're going you're gonna to lose it, too. She comes in, storming in, slams her tickets, without a word, slams her tickets on the desk in front of us, and she says, we were just at your bus, and it left. You know, we were there, you know, quarter after seven for the 7.30, and the bus left. Closed the door on us, and it left. And I look at my clock, and I'm like, ma'am, it's 7.22. The bus is not that far oh, away. It's like, well, we walked over here. I'm like, bitch, it takes two minutes to walk from the box office to the bus. It's like, did you crawl here? But I look at her tickets. They're for 7.15. We never had a 7.30 bus. And these reservations were done in the morning. Right? Because with this New York pass, you can only do same-day reservations for a lot of attractions because it's a day pass, not an attraction sorry, pass. I'm sorry, I'm confused. She she had a pass for 7.15? I will tell you how this broke down. Okay, you will explain this to yeah. me. Okay. In the morning, we get fucking lines like crazy of right. New York pass customers. And we'll have somebody go outside to that line with all of the times on our schedule for that day. 
And that schedule is usually written up by one of our assistant managers. Mm -hmm. So somebody with clout and experience will write down all the times and all the tickets we have available. And then we'll go first come, first serve, and we'll process the orders, give people their availability, and we'll just check it off. So in order for this person to have suspected that she got on a 7.30 bus, we would have needed an assistant manager to have fucked up and put the wrong time on the slip. We would have needed the person outside managing the line to have issued the wrong time on the slip, which has all of her booking information and then hands it into a box office person so that we can process the orders more quickly. Then, in processing the order in the computer, the box office agent, who is a 50-50 shot, being the same person who wrote up the schedule in the morning, you know, booked the, the 7.15 and just lied and said it was the 7.30. So her ticket said 7.15. Ticket said 7.15. But, but she said the bus left and she walked into the box office at 7.22? Yes, because she thought she had tickets for 7.30. And here's what I think happened. Okay. I think because the New York Pass booklet has a wrong schedule on there because it was published over a year ago. And by the way, they will deliberately misinform customers because every time you use that pass on an attraction, they have to write a check. Uh, using your money and then give that bit of that money to you. Right, but if they don't, if you don't make it to the attraction, they get to keep all the money. Oh. So what's the incentive to actually make you go to these attractions? Well, that's the funny thing. There is no incentive. In fact, you could say that there's an incentive to hinder you from getting on these attractions. I'm fucking onto you. So she this podcast is never getting sponsored by the New York Pass. New York Pass. If you want to get fucked by New York, New York Pass. in she's got the tickets and she's screaming no no my reservations are for the 7:30. it says they're right there on the tickets show up 15 minutes before and it's got the time i need to show up oh i see so she showed up at like 7:16 after the 7:15 bus had filled and left she showed up early to a bus that didn't exist when the ticket said that she should have shown up 15 minutes before the time that she did, in fact, she showed up one minute late to the time that she was booked for. Oh, and I say, no, ma'am, it says right here on your tickets, 7.15. It's like, can I see your tickets? And she's like, show me where on the tickets it says that. Show me. And I take out a pen and I'm about to, like, mark it down. And she's like, oh, don't you underline it. I'm like, well, how can I show you? Well, I circled it. In a big fucking red sharpie. I didn't underline it. And uh, no, I didn't. I, I'm a customer servant. I'm here to. I am here to help you, New York. Um, so I circle it and I say, "All right, here's where it says bus at 7:15, and here on the ticket is where it says meet 15 minutes before the time on your ticket, which is 7:15, to meet up for your bus to get checked in." Because we warned you in the morning, if you miss the bus, we cannot move your tickets to another time. And she starts screaming about how she spent, you know, 150 quid on this pass. And at that point, I lost patience. I threatened to call security. And at which point, she took her hand on her pass and flung the tickets at me oh. and stormed off. Wow. And, uh, 
If that wasn't enough. Wow. Yeah, if that wasn't enough. I'm only going to do one more. One more quick one. But wait, there's more. This is time for the Americans. Up next for the, uh, the New York City Pass. We have uh, dick holes from Illinois or some buttfuck place. We've got uh, uh, old butts busted and fucked real good. This is this is turning into an ANSR podcast. Some, uh, we have some entitlement for you. Yeah, um, amazing entitlement. So we have a complete ripoff of the company, uh, Truman Festival. By the way, these customers are also New York Pass, and you're gonna love this. What a surprise! You're gonna fucking love this. So because we get so many New York Pass customers every day, we tend to sell out. Like we'll open pretty early in the morning, uh, like eight thirty, nine o'clock, depending on what kind of pressures we're getting from the people outside. And we'll sell out by 10 or 11. Oh, side note, I love that. If I can interrupt for a moment. Yeah. Every day outside of my restaurant, like, if we open up at noon, there are people who walk up to the door at 1130 and, like, bang on the glass. And I have to convey to them, 12 o'clock. We open at 12 o'clock. Do they, do they try to ask you questions? Uh, yes. They also stand in the doorway and wait and then, like, at 11.55, they'll start staring at me through the glass. Oh, my I'm God. I'm putting down ketchups, and they're like, Ugh, uh, I gotta get in, I gotta have a sweet tea. Sometimes they they figure out that our side door is never locked. Oh, no. And they walk in, even though I say we're not open yet. Can we just sit? No. Can we just sit down? We're fucking closed. Yeah, you well, can't go into Macy's and try on a blouse when it's fucking closed. So I'll say, well, we're not open yet. If you want to sit at an unmade table, go ahead, but I'm not going to come up to you till 12.01. What the fuck is it with customers and saying, like, oh, here are the business hours, but fuck you, I still need help. Right, or when they when they call for a delivery order at 11.30, and they say, yeah, I'd like to have something delivered. They say, okay, well, we don't open until 12, so call back then. You can't take my order now? No, because we're closed! No, I have, like, a bucket of lemonade under my arm. I have setup to do. I can't take your order right now. There are literally buckets of work still need to be done. You can't have it delivered by 12? No, our kitchen is setting up! Why is it only that I think small businesses get this kind of shit? If you go to, like, Bergdorf Goodman or some major department store where they lock the fucking doors outside and you can't see one of the many peons running through... It's like, if it's like a small rinky-dink mom-and-pop or a very small chain, it's like, why do you feel like you have more power than the operational hours of this franchise? Right. Like, there's no way. How there's is no that way. fair to the manager, the waitress, the bartender, none of whom, like, is set up? How is it fair to do that to them before we are legally required to talk to you? Yeah, it's like, I am not on the clock yet. I'm right. not even supposed to be fucking serving you. Yeah, and like, I don't have my apron on. I'm still in my leggings. I haven't changed into my uniform yet. You're not supposed to be in here. Yeah, and as I said, our box office is a part of a larger attraction right now. Right. Like, we're in the lobby. And so that attraction will open up early, or, like, some of the other desks in there will open up early. And then, you know, like, we've got our own side door. But then we've got, you know, pretty much an open place that we um, sort of cordon off with stanchions mm -hmm. so that people can't just walk in. And like, people just walk right fucking past the stanchion. All of our lights are off. The monitor's off. And it's like, hi, can I just ask a question? I'm like, uh, sir, we open at 9 o'clock. The line's going to start outside. It's like, okay, but I just have a question. There's somebody outside who will answer your question. I do not answer questions before we open. Uh, but like I said, we open uh, pretty early in the morning. And right, yeah, sorry, I had to go on that tangent. No, of course. Thank you for tangents. I love tangents. Um, so we open up pretty early, and we sell out within like two hours mm -hmm. at the latest. Somebody comes in at like 1 o'clock, 1.30, and has four, you guessed it, New York passes. Mm -hmm. And 
He says, so we have to buy one New York pass per person? One New York pass per person. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So a party of three pe- or four people with three-day passes? Let me oh see. That's God. like $127 a person. Oh uh, that's like $600 for that family. One of you could have sat rear mezzanine at Hamilton. Yeah. Um, purchased the night before. <laughs> purchased the night before. <laughs> Uh, Why would you, to spend that kind of money gives me hives. Because hives. you want to spend a lot more money, but you're too fucking cheap. So you're like, I'll just spend it all now, and if I don't get everything I want, I'll be a pissy bitch. So they come in at like 1.30 and they say, hi, uh, well, I've got these, and I, uh, I got to redeem them here for tickets for the bus. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, sir, we're sold out. And it's like, but I just picked these up. Like, these, these are my tickets. And I'm like, no, sir, those are essentially vouchers that can be used as payment for tickets, provided that we still have them. But unfortunately, we do sell out very quickly on the morning. Uh, since we can only do same-day reservations, I get cut off. It's like, so it's three days just out of the drain, right? And this this confuses me because our attraction is uh, shorter than two hours in length. We don't offer anything for, for three days. Right. And also, if, um, if you wanted a Disney attraction, you still have two days uh, to yeah. get your tickets. Yeah, and I don't know if you just picked them up and then you waited uh, for two days and then decided to try to do fucking everything on the last day. Right. It's also not the only attraction. Yeah, it's not the. Yeah, not the not the only thing you can do. There's uh, literally seventy nine others. They give you a book, all all the different things you can do. With a ton of misinformation. A lot of misinformation, even on the website, because fuck updating New York Pass. Fuck updating. And now's a quick time to talk about our sponsor, New York Pass. Oh, look, I just got fucked in the ass. Uh, what is that in my asshole? Oh, it is a tremendous fist. And what's that on the wrist? Uh, looks like a business card holder. Let me pull out the business card. It is a New York Pass! So, the kid who's with them... That was really well constructed. Thank you. Uh, I, I am a master of anal puppetry when it comes to metaphors. Uh, so, the kid is like, well, fuck. And this kid's like 18 or something. And the guy's like, well, all right, fuck. And like, he storms over uh, to wherever he bought the pass. And like, I think that's the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. He then comes back over like 30 minutes later. Now, granted, we are sold out, completely mm-hmm. sold out. Uh, you go on our website, it'll show you that we're fucking oh, sold no, out. Oh, no, there are secret tickets, right? Yeah, there appa- are secret appa- tickets for people who complain enough. Well, apparently, because he went over uh, to their desk and then came back. Literally, Wait, walk- do you share a space with New York Pass sellers? Yeah. Yeah, oh. we do. They're oh. right across the fucking lobby from us. God. And apparently, uh, there's three competitive companies, or I'm sorry, like five competitive uh, bus tour companies within like, okay, imagine a naval battle. And on one side of 42nd Street, there's a ship with like three fucking kiosks. And on the other side of... 42nd Street, there's another ship with, like, two fucking kiosks. So good fucking luck figuring out where Kevin works. Yeah, you don't fucking know anything. Um, yeah, and they're just shooting fucking cannons of customers and deals at each other. So, he walks in from the lobby, the main lobby, heading out towards the main door, doesn't even break his stride, he goes, yeah, you're not sold out. And I went, uh, excuse me, it's like, and, like, he's holding the door open, it's like, yeah, uh, they just checked your website, or, like, we just checked with them, uh, you're not sold out. And then he just walks out. And what? I'm like, first and fucking foremost... Why would I not want to make money? Yeah, for, first of all, I don't get money if you get on a bus. I don't make commission. That's not part of my arrangement. Secondly, 
are they looking at our fucking website? Because I don't know who the fuck those people are that you're talking to because uh, we're sold out. You look on our website, we're sold out. We have no tickets for you for anyone. If you want to pay 70 fucking dollars or something like that, uh, we can not get you tickets for today. Then it dawns on me, I think they wanted a three-day hop-on, hop-off tour, which we do not sell. They came to us thinking that we were a different company, never specified what they wanted. We treated them like they were our customer. Then they got fucking pissed and upset, went over to the right company, got informed, then walked over to us, which is completely branded with our company name no less than 27 times in a space no bigger than this recording studio, and decided to be pissy and say, yeah, you're not sold out. What the fuck were you looking to accomplish in front of your family, big man? Like, stay in the door, and I'll show you the fucking website where we're sold out. I can't fit you and your family on the magical website from our competitors that say, oh, they're so they're not sold out. They are a different attraction. Also, like, what would what would Kevin gain from keeping you off? the attraction. Yeah, what what incentives do I get? This isn't like fucking Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield this where... This isn't the New York Pass. This isn't uh, any other fucking scam deal. We are honest people. Like, I am not gonna get some sort of bonus if you have, like, a fucking leg surgery and I'm like, well, you didn't need this procedure or this procedure or that procedure, so I just saved the company a whole lot of fucking money by denying you this coverage. Right, the bus goes out regardless of how many people are on it. Yeah, exactly. So, so there's no incentive you want for the me money to, for gas. Yeah, there's no incentive for me to lie to you. So on top of that, if you spoke to two different companies and were wearing two different fucking uniforms, or two different bright colors, I imagine. The, we've painted our section of the box office a completely different color. It's like going from one world into fucking Narnia. There's no comparison. There's Oz. There's Wonderland. There's Narnia. Yeah. All right, I'm starting to sweat. And that's the that's the end of my story. Oh, God, I'm I, so sorry, Kevin. I need to hear your catharsis, because that's that's the whole point of this. This is oh. just venting. So tell me about your fucking worst, worst customer. Uh, so I actually have a couple, just like you. Awesome. I do. I've had, like... Well, not awesome, but... I've, I've had, like, a string of terrible days. Uh, it, it, it's something about, like, the fucking full moon coming right? up. Right? It must be. It's going to date this episode, but fucking full oh, moon. Oh, it's fine. We record in advance. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's how you do things when you are a professional... Right. With other things. We record this about two weeks before we released it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. You don't know. Yeah, so um, the first story I want to tell is quick. It's not even my customer. Oh. No, I, I had to get on an express bus to the Bronx today. Okay. Because uh, my, my doctor's still up there. Okay. And the gotcha. express bus, it's $6, but it drops me right off. And this is, uh, this is Mr. Antibiotic, right? This is Mr. Antibiotic. All right, yeah. so he'll take the shots. <laughs> yeah, so I get on the bus, and the thing about these buses is like, they're always late. It's just how it works. Like any New York bus is going to be late. Yeah, because this one costs six fifty and goes through boroughs. Yeah. So what this bus has to do is it has to make all these stops in the Bronx, mm -hmm. which makes about thirty minutes. Okay. Um, to go from the very end to, you know, the other right before it goes into Manhattan. Yeah, the Bronx is long. And then it has to travel down Fifth. Avenue, oh. which is the most congested street in the city. Fifth Avenue sucks every ball. Every ball. So if there's 
a bus driver who starts his route at like 11 o'clock in the Bronx mm -hmm. and the bus, you know, the MTA then schedules his bus to go back up to the Bronx at 1.30. Oh, that ain't happening. He doesn't always make it down in time for 1.30 to start his route on time. Who can? And sometimes these poor guys don't get their break because there's too much traffic. Yeah. I've been taking this bus since I was in high school. I was very, I was born in the Bronx. I, go, I went to school in Manhattan, Midtown, and my mom was terrified of the subway, so she made me take this bus every day. Okay. So I've been taking it for upwards of 15 years. Wow. And, and you know what? People don't understand, like, the sacrifices that we will make as customer servants. And, like, drivers will keep on their routes and not take a break right. because drivers they, like, keep Right. Drivers will schedule. hold their bladders. Yeah. I have sat in my box office for 12-hour shifts or longer, and I don't go out to use the bathroom. Yeah. I don't. I don't eat. I just, like, sort of put myself in a zen state mm -hmm. and be like, it, it's only, you know, 10 o'clock. I can, I can wait until 9 it's fine. Yeah. So I, I'm waiting for the bus at 23rd, which is the very first stop. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's also the very last stop when you're coming down from the Bronx. And this is 23rd Street in Manhattan? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Madison Square Park. Yeah. I'm picking up to shoot straight up. Got it. Uh, so I see the bus make the last drop-off. Okay. And then swing around and immediately open up for us. It's about 20 minutes late. All right. So obviously this guy had a hard time getting down Fifth Avenue. Happens all the time with these buses. And I'm... I never yell at a bus driver. No, I do don't. not have it in my heart. They, they can't. It's just not right. They're holding They're your life in their hands. Yeah. <laughs> so, and there's also a bunch of other factors too. Like sometimes the dispatcher makes them hold for yeah. however long. Sometimes the dispatcher, I think, legally has to say, "Take your break." Yeah, because so, it's it's unsafe. It's unsafe, absolutely. So like, we get on the bus, we're all fine. Of um, and then two stops up on like forty fourth. Mm -hmm. This guy gets on and yells so loud that I pause my headphones because I can hear him. He's yelling at the driver. He's saying, you think I want to sit in the sun and like soak up all the sun and get burnt? You think I want to stand there for this? Yelling. And the driver's like, hey, you know, I'm sorry. Like, this is this, this just happened. Like, the route took a long time and to get is, down. This dispatcher. is 44th and like near near 5th because 5th goes downtown. Yes. And they go, they take Madison uptown. Oh, oh. God, right. Fifth and Madison? Are, uh, two very congested streets. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy's yelling at the driver, and the driver's like, I'm sorry, I started my route as soon as I could. And he screams at him, well, drive faster. All right, we will not, uh, we will not go below 50 miles an hour, or uh, apparently <laughs> you will fucking explode. Yeah, so I, as the guy's walking down the aisle, he walks past my seat, and I stop him, and I say, hey, man, there's a lot of factors that go into why a bus is late. There's no reason for you to talk to him like that. Thank you. Except he shot back at me. It's always late. Every day. Why is the 115 on time and the 130's late? And I said, traffic. Catch the 115 then. <laughs> yes! And he said, well, you must know him. You must know him. And I said, okay, all right, you know what? If you're not going to have decency and respect someone who has a really hard job, I'm done talking to you. You know what? Um... Here's an advice, um, or rather a plea, um, a, a, a reaching out to any customer servant. If you work in customer service and you see somebody else in customer service and you are not on the clock at the place of your business and you see a customer just railing into somebody, don't be a fucking bystander. Absolutely. You will be a guardian fucking angel to whoever you're working with. You can turn someone's day around. 
I've had somebody do that for me uh, during a particularly crazy day. And I'm like, I'm discounting you and your family like $170 off of this bus because you people are awesome. Right? Yes. The nicer you are, the more inclined I am to do nice things for you. Just be a human being. That's yeah. all I ask. Be yeah. a fucking human being and understand that I'm not a polo shirt with a face. I am a human being. Right. I I have a mother and a father who love me. They raised me as a baby. And I'm working so I can keep living in a place. In yes, a home. exactly. So you stood up for the bus driver. I did stand up for the bus driver. Thank you. Thank you for standing up for the bus driver. Because you did that a lot nicer than I would have. <laughs> I know. Because if I had that first one, if I had that first comment, it's like, Hey, man, there's a lot of factors that going on um, that could delay the bus. It's like, well, the 1.30 is always late. I don't look back at him. It's like, well, then it shouldn't fucking surprise you, asshole. True. And, like, do you think he want he wants to be late? Just like when, you know, the people miss their bus and they thought you were lying to them. What does the bus driver gain from being late? Nothing. He gets you railing into him. The whole two hours sometimes it takes to get up to the Bronx. Yeah. And then you're mad at him because there's traffic, because it's taking you a long time to get home. Guess what? There is a subway. There's a subway that goes to our town. There's I a... know, because sometimes I take the 6 train up instead of the BXM9. Oh, and the 6 train's awful. Yes, it is. It's terrible. So sometimes you... But, you know, the 6 train's awful. The BXM9 is awful. Take your pick. But don't, stop complaining, because there's a human being driving this death trap with no seatbelts and he's taking very good care of your life and if he wants to go slow because maybe he's nervous maybe he's new yeah. fucking let him don't you dare yell at him for being 20 minutes late to start the route because i saw he had to start the route immediately after he finished his last route oh my and it's like you know what the bus driver should have been like well fuck you get off my bus wait for the two o'clock <laughs> um, the poor guy was so nice like i heard him like being very apologetic said hey i'm sorry this is just how it works like because you know he's getting that all day. Right, absolutely. And at a certain point, you just give up. You do. You just give up. Like, there there have been so many times where I've just slammed my head on the desk and, like, told my coworker to bash my head in with a hammer. Yeah, actually. Half joking. Only half joking. Actually, I almost quit this weekend. You almost quit? I almost quit uh, one of my jobs. Oh, no. Which one? Like, rage quit the French restaurant. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. What is it? Is it something that you feel comfortable discussing with, or is it something that can oh, jeopardize no. the job further? We're not gonna we're not gonna press you on it. I don't think it can jeopardize the job further. Uh, one was an altercation with a higher up, which I won't get into, um, because it was resolved very nicely. Mm -hmm. But it did make me want to rage quit. But that it was resolved. That the man my manager's great, you know. No. Uh, that's the first manager that's ever actually apologized, and I was like, wow, that says a lot about you know, how good you are at running a restaurant. Wow, yeah. that you understand, like, I understand when I'm in the fault, but it's nice to have people higher up than you acknowledge that they're in the fault, because I've never had that before. Oh, yeah, that's so fucking rare. Yeah. Uh, so, but there were people that, <laughs> oh, my fucking God. So we close the kitchen at 3. We just do mm -hmm. lunch and brunch. That's our thing. That's all French people eat. Right. Anything with an unch. Anything unch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If they wanted to eat later, they have to call it dunch. Right. All right, but continue. Uh, which is not chic, so they wouldn't. No, it's not chic. Dunch. <laughs> it sounds German. They don't like fucking Germans. Not since the 40s. Continue. So it was slow. Uh, we made the decision to close the kitchen at 3 instead of 3.30. We wiped away the 30 on the sign outside. Good. Right? Good. Any yep. sort of contradiction mm -hmm. is just met with fucking virulent policy lawyers. Yeah. 
And now, so like, what what do my weekends look like? I work Friday, Saturday at the barbecue place. Okay. Sunday, I work at the cafe. Got it. Some Sunday nights, I close the barbecue joint. Oh, no. And then I open the cafe on Monday. Oh. So it's a lot. And then on Monday, uh, I don't get to go home and sleep after three. I go to rehearsal Oof. for improv, and then I perform at nine o'clock. Because we're because we're both performers. Right, because we're performers, and we don't want to... We don't want to be serving you for the rest of our lives. Yeah, I didn't go to NYU thinking, like, you know what I want to do for the rest of my life? I want to sit on a fucking chair that swivels too far. pretend that I'm sold out. Yeah, pretend, just, I want to ruin people's vacation and get yelled at for six hours a day in sweltering fucking heat in Mm -hmm. Times Square. That's what I want to do with the rest of my life. Yeah, so, so it was like 2.55 these people walk in and they sit in the cafe area. There's a front cafe and then there's a back restaurant. Okay. Like a Mason Kaiser. It is it is not a fucking Mason Kaiser. There don't, are don't think it is. There are plenty of French cafes. Yeah, there's that are also have restaurants that have this sort of style. There's Au Bon Pan, there's uh other things that are French. I don't know French. Other, don't keep naming them or you might set off a fire alarm. Oh shit. I don't want to do that. I don't want to set off your fire yeah. alarm. Who who takes the shot if I get you fired? Whoever says the name of the restaurant. Oh shit! I didn't I just, realize. I can't throw around the name of your place of work and make you take the shots. That'd be unfair. That's true. But then again, I didn't say the name of where you work. I haven't said anything close to the name you work. I could have said the Blibbity Blobbity Blue, and oh, that would be just as French. I, oh I fuck! I have. I gotta. Sh- I gotta take shots. I gotta take <laughs> shots so much. No, I don't work at the Blibbity Bobbity Blue. Okay. If that was a real place, I would work there. Oh my god, a French restaurant like. Cinderella themed. I would right. fucking love that. Oh my god! Continue. I'm sure there's a place in Japan like that. Of, co- of course there is. There's everything in Japan. They Disney have crab vending machines food. with live crabs. It's true. It's legit. But continue. Oh yeah. Uh, so you're not so, at the Liberty Blobbity Blue, and this, you're closing at uh, three o'clock. It's two fifty-five. I'll tell you like two fifty-four to be gracious. Okay. Yeah. This Elbow old room. couple walks in. They sit in the front cafe part, which to me says you don't want table service. Yeah, because you're sitting in the cafe right. section. and there's a sign in the back that says, please wait to be seated here. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking by them for five minutes. Got it. And then they wave me down. Oh, can we get a menu, please? Go to oh, so I said, I'm so sorry. Um, you know, table service is back there. If you want to have table service and sit up here, you need to inform me. Also, the kitchen's closing by now in two minutes. And they're like, ah, okay, well, we'll just take these sandwiches. And they point to the cafe where the pre-made cafe sandwiches are. (laughs) Which is not my fucking job to convey to the chef, can you please take the turkey sandwich out of the icebox and put it on a plate? Yeah, could you please take the sandwich um, that is behind the glass and shove it directly into the old people's faces? Thank you. So... They, so I said, you can go up to the cafe for that. That's that's self-service. You know, I do, I do dining in the back. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, what do we have to order? What do, what do you have to order? She was like, well, you have to order from the menu for table service. And she said, well, then let me see the menu. So these people <laughs> wanted cafe sandwiches. But they changed their order two minutes before the kitchen closed because they could not stand the idea of not being served. Oh, my God. The important thing to them was not eating the turkey sandwiches that they came in for. The important thing to them was having a young girl stay an hour later than she should have to 
serve you your omelet and your one drink. Oh that was God. the important thing about your day. Holy shit. Yep. Like the the perfect, okay, I'm trying to imagine their perfect day. They're, <sighs> they're coming in to uh, the oh, not- the someone people. has carried them in. Oh yeah, Some okay, someone has, uh, I, I forget what it's called, but it's the fucking chair where there's like four well-oiled Egyptian men right. that are on either spoke. Um, mm -hmm. It's like a, I don't know, it's a Surrey. I don't know, that's that's Western. Anyway, they are carried in mm -hmm. and they are set down. They descend from their chair on the backs of three of the well-oiled Egyptian they men. They proclaim, it is too cold. And, and they, someone screams, raise the temperature. And the chef comes out feverishly covered in eggs, changes the thermostat to the exact temperature of their desire, uh, which, by the way, is 78 degrees, really? uh, the same as their age. Okay. Uh, so they, they sit down at the cafe area. They look over at the glass array of sandwiches, pastries, and, I don't know, stuffed birds, because uh, I don't know where the fuck you work. You could sell that. Uh, it could be anywhere on the planet or not on this planet. It could be the moon. It could be a French baguette restaurant on the moon. Uh, they sit at the cafe area. They look over. They see the sandwich they want. They demand the menu uh, while sitting in the cafe. Some poor wayfish girl runs from the back by the kitchen in the restaurant <laughs> seated area, presents a menu, with it, which is exactly what is written on probably the chalkboard above the goddamn display of the sandwiches. Good guess. Basically, just a smaller chalkboard. They look at one of the sandwiches, they lick their thumb, scrape it off, and write in fucking fingernail scrapings, omelet, underline it, throw it back in this poor woman's face. And then she runs back. And as she's running, she says, this is the most important thing in my life. She's slapping sous chefs in the kitchen, <laughs> trying to get to the head chef, who is now breathing heavily from having adjusted the thermostat. And he says, listen here, you French fuck. We got to get these old <laughs> bastards their omelets. And omelets are flying away. And then, of course, she runs back feverishly, presents it. Mm -hmm. They take one bite. And it says, well, it took you long enough. That, I imagine, is and their then, perfect day. And then day. they tip 5%. <laughs> oh, they tip 5%? Yeah. That, French people really, pardon me, really do not tip well. The, well. the tips I get at the French restaurant are pretty poor. Well, I think it's because um, when it comes to Europe and shit, um, not every country has like a standard yeah, no, not, of tipping. And that's fair, but every single tourist guidebook that you buy says, the tip? says American waiters live off of tips. I, There's I, also a tip guide at the bottom of every check, and we circle and we write thank you next to it. What's an acceptable level of tip? Mm -hmm. uh, 18 to 20%. 18 to 20%. Uh, is that the maximum? Um, that is the minimum. Oh, that is the recommended minimum. Yes, 18% is you were you were fine. 18% is you were fine. You, for, you were late on delivering my mustard because you were busy taking a person's order. But 18 is acceptable. Okay, let's say... Uh, 15 I, is offensive. Let's say... 15 means I did something really wrong. Okay, let's say um, I order, um, let's say, a plate of mustard, uh, uh, as, as with your example. Uh, you do it as quickly as possible, and I give you a 50% tip. Uh, what, is, what does that mean to uh, you? That means I did something so egregiously wrong that I don't deserve to get paid. Okay, what, is, what would a 10% tip mean? Well, I guess I must have slapped you in the face. Yeah, and then... Uh, 
You did mention 5%. Have you received 5% tips? I have received worse than 5%. What is the lowest tip you've ever received? Uh, someone just wrote in skanky bitch. Oh my god, no! Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you can't, you can't do that. You, you are not allowed, you can't do that to people! Don't insult people! Don't insult people! Right. Like, it, it, it just, okay, that's something you learn when you're a child, and apparently, once you've hit puberty, it fucking goes out the window. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem there was it was a, you know, that thing where we talked about, we were going to talk about specific groups of people. Mm -hmm. It was a foretop of fucking white girls in their mid-twenties. I hate no demographic more than white girls in their mid to late twenties. Well, you know, they have a name for that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, batches. Batches. B-E-T-C-H-E-S-S. -S. Can I have batches. lemon for my water? Uh, can Do you I'm, have pico de gallo? Uh, we're getting the tapas, but we're all going to split the one plate. Can you divide this between six cards? Is this gluten-free? Is this soy-free? Is this salad-free, Rome? Oh, my God. I love when I tell people, like, no, the fries aren't gluten-free. They're cooked in the same oil as gluten-full stuff. And they go, that's fine. That's fine. Get the fuck out of here. So, you're either gluten or you're newton. Right. <laughs> gluten or newton, that's the scientific term. That's my bumper sticker. So I, so I sort of lean in and I'm like, okay, but, like, they're it can be contaminated by gluten like in the oil so i would really recommend that you don't get the fries because we cannot make them gluten free no it's fine it's, i've had your fries before so why are you asking me if you already know fatty gluten that's f a d d y yeah. i think i think fuckers. the girls left that tip because um i think i was like flirting with the table of guys across from them oh did they not get all the attention in the right. world and i mean i'm not saying like like, I don't mean to say that I was ignoring the ladies in any way, because part of the MO of the barbecue joint is to, you know, make friends with your tables. It's to make them feel very comfortable and at home. Oh, this is the barbecue yeah, place? Yeah, barbecue place. Okay. Sorry, I thought you meant just in general lowest tip about it. Oh, no, no, I, I, was still, I was still in the French place. Oh, French place, I mean, I've gotten, like... So this is an American establishment. Yeah, I mean, I did start the story in the French cafe, and those people did leave me 5%. Oh, but my God. But the worst tip I've ever gotten was the word skanky bitch. Written on the tip wow. line. Okay, you because no. I because I wore denim shorts. Was it part of the uniform? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, then uh, then you don't. I mean, we're not required to wear shorts, but you have denim bottoms. Yeah. Was it was it hot out? Yeah. It was yeah. Okay, okay. Then yeah. Don't uh, don't fucking demand. And even if response. it wasn't hot out, fuck you. Yeah. Who, my, the, who the fuck are you? My ass looks to wear? very good in shorts. Even if it doesn't, who the fuck are you to judge me? Who the fuck are you to? Yeah, exactly. And I got you all your frozen margaritas with a sugar rim on time. Mm -hmm. I relayed all of the specials to you perfectly. There's and they fucking ate and then threw up and then didn't tip. Yeah. Bastards. Because, bastards, bastards. Because I was pretty, I guess. And women have, some women have this problem with other women being pretty. Even though I pose no threat to you. Yeah, not all women, but enough women. Some, some women. Oh yeah, so white women are my least favorite demographic. They, um, at the French restaurant... White women have really, really, like, insulted our chef. Oh, Because boy. you can see the chef, like, in the kitchen. Okay. It's a small kitchen. He's actually a sandwich with a hat. He's a sandwich with a hat. And he is a black Muslim man. So okay, that's, that's going to narrow it down. But we still don't know where you work. Shut the fuck up. There's plenty of black men. You don't want to get me fired. I'm not firing you. I don't want to get you fired. I don't want you to find me. Yes, yeah, so our chef is a black man. 
Which means these women assume he is the busser. Oh, no! God, no! Isn't that the worst thing you've ever heard? Uh, he made your food. He made your organic niswa salad. Oh, no. And you walk up to him and demand that he clear your dishes. That, oh, he went to school to learn he how to cook. He's one of the most educated, kind, smart, well-working-under-pressure people I have ever met. Oh, no. Yeah. And then, like, God bless him, sometimes he'll do it. Like, sometimes he'll do it because he, he just wants, he's a good person. Like, you can't see. And he wants the restaurant to work. You can't see the facial expression I'm making, people, but, like, imagine if you presented me with a Fabergé egg that depicted, like, my mother holding me <laughs> in her arms as an infant, and it just played, like, so like an, you are an my early, sunshine. an early Renaissance painting just, of Jesus. Just an early Renaissance thing, and it's just like, oh, it's so beautiful, and then... They take it, they pick it up, and they peel it open, and they realize it's a Cadbury cream egg, and they smash it on your fucking face. Oh, like, God. that's that expression is the expression <laughs> I'm having right now. Yeah, it's on par. Uh, they are definitely the worst people <sighs> I've ever waited on. Caitlin, we... And not, I'm just saying, not all white women. I, you know, I won't be... No, not all white women. they are also easily the most offended group. Yeah, I mean, my mother's a white woman. Yeah, so. I'm a white woman, and I have... You know, I've had great white women customers, but just in general, anyone who, like, talks like this and wants to sit outside, can we wear dresses for brunch? You can wear... Allison, you're not wearing a dress. We wear pink on Fridays. Or, like, can you say, say, hi, how are you? My name is Kevin. Can I take your order? I'm going to be them. Hi, ladies. How are you? Do you have sangria? Uh, yes, what kind red. of sangria do you have? We have red and we do you have, have like white. peach? You have to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? We're getting into a hole, a negativity we hole. We are getting into I, a negativity hole. I can feel hole. it, and it's something we have to be careful of because even though is, it's the point of the podcast, it, it's a it's the point of a podcast. But I want to try to. Um, we should try to keep it on like a positive note towards the end. So that it's people true, are feeling there is a reason we stay in these jobs. Yeah. Not there's... every day is dark and gloomy. No, like we have great customers. For example, the same day that I dealt with those two British twats. Uh there was Oh what what you heard there was a, a note from our sponsor, the New York Pass. Uh welcome to the New York Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, twat the official noise of the New York Pass. It's uh, the sound that makes whenever you slide the card. Anyway, twat. I'm so excited. We're never getting sponsored by. No, that. of course not. But I did have a customer come in uh, with one New York Pass, uh -huh. and she came in at eight twenty nine, and you know we close at like nine o'clock, and the last bus will either leave like around nine o'clock or like eight forty five, something like that. So chances are. We don't have a fucking thing for you. Mm -hmm. And she comes in with a smile. She's like, hey, um, so I've got this New York pass. I was wondering, you know, do you have any space for tonight? And the person who was with me is like, oh, well, no, unfortunately, we're, you know, we, we don't have any more seats uh, available for public sale. Because uh, we do usually keep some emergency tickets um, that are not for sale. They are not for fucking sale. Those are for in case a third-party travel broker uh, fucks up your order. If they fuck up your order, that is our contingency plan. And, like, if it is, like, the dead last minute before that bus comes out, like, an assistant manager, like, I'm an assistant manager, we can release those tickets. 
and we had one fucking ticket. And it went, hold on, we have an 845 tonight, we can get you on that, but I gotta book you right now. She goes, thank you. And she reaches in, like, doesn't even, like, look at me when she says thank you, just thank you. And she reaches into her pocket, she pulls out a 20. And then, like, she just maintains a smile and eye contact afterwards. Like, and I, I gotta say, guys, like, unnecessary tips. Like, obviously, tips are a part of my job. But, you know, when I'm hosting or doing something else besides that, and someone, like, tips you just because, that is the kindest thing you could do to someone. That, is, that makes me feel so, like, oh, oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's not degrading or demeaning. I know that in certain uh, cultures that if you receive a tip... It's like somebody saying, oh, you know, I don't think you make enough money, so here, I'm going to throw my cash in right, your direction. No, it actually towards. moves me to tears. No, oh my God, it, I, don't, I don't get tips. I don't get tips in my job. Like, I walked a Japanese customer once uh, at the end of my shift. I, like, walked him from the box office to the bus, and he gave me a dollar. And you know what I did with that dollar? I got a slice of pizza. That man bought me lunch. That's it's an untaxed slice of pizza. It's an untaxed slice of pizza. And like, it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be 18 to 20%. Right. It, it, like, if you I mean, don't- I mean, if you're not a waiter. If you're not a waiter. <laughs> always tip 18 to 20% minimum if they are serving you food and you are seated. Always do that. Always, always fucking do that. Um, yeah, it's like, if you can tip somebody for doing an awesome job. It's like, don't feel bad about it. Right. You're going to make them so happy. And honestly, I'm I'm going to be really moved to help you. Yeah, That okay. You know what? I like that. Let's, let's give advice to people who are listening, mm -hmm. who are customers, or who would be potential customers. How could you get... All right. I'm a customer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go into a barbecue French babysitting... Boutique area. I want to clarify, I love my babysitting job. <laughs> yeah, ba babysitting is usually really great because you can tell the kids, like, no, and they're like, okay. Right, and actually it's funny you say that because that's a perfect segue into my advice to customers. Yeah, yeah, so I'm a customer. Right. I want to receive the best customer service from you mm -hmm. that you can possibly offer. What advice can you give to me? So what you need to do is accept the rules and the reality of the world you have stepped into. Accept the choices that the restaurant has made as a policy and abide by them. Oh. AKA, if we don't give you free bread, say okay. You don't get free bread? We do not get free bread. Well, what kind of bread do you have? We there? have mini baguettes. Okay. I can charge you a dollar. All right. Uh, that's, that's at the French place, not that's at the, the barbecue place. place. At the barbecue place, there is no free bread. But you can buy one piece of cornbread well, for a dollar. Well, cornbread isn't free bread. That's cornbread. That's Corn, cornbread. Cornbread is like a fucking brick. Right. And I understand a lot of places give you free bread, and that's great. And I understand a lot of places will let you do X, Y, Z. But if we say, that's not our policy, we can't do that here, don't fight me because I didn't make the policy. I didn't take fried green tomatoes off the menu. I'm yeah. sorry you came all this way and said it was on our website, but it's not on our website. If we don't have it, if we can't do it, just say okay and accept it because there's nothing I can do to make you feel better about the fact that I can't put free bread on your table. And you know what? I can get in trouble with my manager. Yeah, and there's something about free bread at a restaurant. Like, I love free bread. I at love the free restaurant. bread. It's amazing. It's a great concept. But there's always some sort of part inside of me that says maybe they're giving this free bread because they're not very comfortable with the food they're about to serve so they want to get me a little bit full 
beforehand where they deal with too many assholes. Right, that are it happens in a hungry. lot at like small plate restaurants. Yeah, and it's like people are fucking anxious for their food, so they're like, here, just eat this bread and shut up and right. leave us alone. There's too many people bitching at us on a daily basis. Like there's certain places that would be like, oh, you know, we have, you know, a, a nice olive oil and rosemary bread spread. If you're wondering where that is, that's at Macaroni Grill. Mm. I love their bread. But it's not oh fucking free. It's not free. You order it. So, like, there's different calibers of yeah, bread. there's calibers of bread. And beyond the bread, if I, <laughs> if I tell you I can't do something for you, I can't do something for you. I love that we have a tangent on bread. <laughs> <laughs> fucking amazing. Bread aside. <laughs> I mean, I could talk about bread all day. Do not get me wrong. Of course. I live off bread. I'm a fat ass. I love talking about bread and other carbs. The last time I was carbs. at Panera, I ordered a bread bowl on the side of my soup plus two French baguettes. If I could get, like, a bread soup or a bread pudding in a bread bowl, I would do... I don't even like bread pudding, but I would get bread pudding in a bread bowl. See, I disagree because, only because uh-huh. it, it makes the bread too soggy. You know, so what I do is I get the bread bowl on the side because it's the perfect amount of bread it's just this big hunk of bread, and no one judges me for wanting it all to myself because yeah. it's my bowl. So I get it on the side, and I rip off the pieces, and I dip individually. Yeah, like I'll, I will go to Dunkin' Donuts in the morning, mm. and I'll get maybe like a donut and an iced coffee, but then I'll get the fucking white cheddar bagel twist. And oh it's my like, God. you don't have to warm that up. Oh my God. You just put it in my fucking mouth, and I'll, I'll eat my donut, and I'll sip my coffee, and then I'll go on to that fucking delicious twisted mess of a glorious bagel-y thing. Yeah, oh my god. And like, it's the worst thing I could put in my judge. body and I, I can't stop judge. eating it. We're still on bread! We're still on bread. It's, alright, stay tuned for our new podcast, Just Bread. Just Bread. just talk about bread. Oh. <laughs> get hammered and talk about bread. That's gonna be so fun. We're gonna drink uh, exclusively liquors that have been distilled basically from grain. Oh my like, goodness. Okay, so like grain alcohol and the, rice because it's like bread appreciation liquid, liquid fermented bread. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, okay, all right, so yes. Kevin. Yes. Uh, you don't have free bread at your job at all. I don't have, I don't have free anything at my fucking job. Like, so what advice would you give to customers walking in? I would say do your research. Do your research on anything, especially when you're in tourism. The amount of people who come to New York City from a different place, even if it's like Chicago or New Zealand, there are people who will come to New York and they're just like, eh, we'll do it by the seat of our pants. But then no. you have to be prepared for seat of our pants results. Yeah, you, if you prep for success, you will have success. That's just how it works. If you want to pass an exam in high school, you study for the exam. You do the homework to learn the principles. That's what you do. But if you say maybe we will, maybe we won't, you have to be prepared for the maybe we won't outcome. Yes, and granted... Uh, we get a lot of customers who are misinformed by this New York pass that's supposed to have all the information in the world about all the Coming passes. To you from the gates of hell, it's the, uh, the new improvement up top. Uh, the New York pass, now offering the city of this pass, uh, right after the fifth circle of hell. Just swipe it away. You love that city of this, Paul. I love city of this. It's like the greatest thing, because if you read... Uh, okay, read read the Divine Comedy. Don't read... Uh, don't read Purgatory. Don't read Paradiso. We're getting uh, off on another we are getting off on another tangent. Spoiler alert: Heaven is planets, and Jesus is in the sun. Sun <gasps> on the sun. It's a fucking pun of a. Anyway, do your homework. Figure out when we open. We have a schedule on our website. You can go on our website. It's posted fucking everywhere. It is actually posted in the New York Pass book. You can learn directly from us 
all the things you need to know about the past. You don't have to trust the past. Or better yet, you know, even look at the past so that I can correct you later. Don't just come in and say, hello, um, uh, New York Pass, and that's it, that's all you say, and you don't I did it! Fire I did it! Alarm. Fuck! Fuck! Bleep it! We gotta Fire bleep it! Alarm. Okay. Alright. I'm gonna have do, to drink do, that. Do, 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 do. That's that's the song when we fuck up. Okay. Alright. I'm the first one to fuck up. <laughs> now you may know where I work, but we're gonna bleep that out so you still don't fucking know, son. Kevin, are you taking your shot now or at a later date when I can drink too? I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, I'll take it right after so you can witness it. Or should I Should I do it when we... When we uh, record again. I think it'd be fun to do it on the air. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, let's do it like episode four. Is that fine? That's episode fine four? because I need we've already breath. recorded episodes two and Don't three. break the fourth wall. What? Don't, it's fine. You peel the curtains away. So we recorded two, three, one. And so four is the next time we're recording. So that's where we're going to have to take our shots. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Enough. Fuck are you? Oh, I got through so much of the episode without saying where I fucking work. Oh, Protect my job. I tried my best. Anyway, do your fucking homework. That's the end of it. Uh, <laughs> what else do we want to talk about? Uh, like, well, did you finish your best customer story? Um, yeah, she gave me twenty dollars. <laughs> He's <laughs> so upset that he said that. I'm so mistake. livid. I'm livid. I'm furious, and I'm sweating because it's hot in here, and I lost focus. The fire alarm was your idea, too. It was. It was my fucking idea. And you know what? If it's my idea and I get punished with it, it means it's a good fucking idea. That's fine. I have one for my phone ringing, so. Okay, great. We're going to drink terrible fucking alcohol together. And then, I don't know, we'll we'll read fucking Moby Dick and do an an audiobook of it. We're just going to keep drinking and then do audiobooks. Um, yeah, I mean, what what else? Like, what, what do you do to just fucking shake off this day? Because we're, oh, t- we're talking about mm-hmm. drinking. Mm-hmm. We are. Uh, so, like I said, my schedule's kind of like a whirlwind up until Monday, and then I rehearse Monday and I perform 9 p.m. Uh, do you think it's, it's okay to say where I improvise, right? Yeah, that's fine. Come see her. Come see her perform improv. Yeah, so I perform every Monday at the pit. I'm on a Super Free Monday House team at 9 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love my team. It's the best. So basically, Monday is my Friday, mm-hmm. uh, and we have a bar. Oh, that's we good. We have great deals at the bar. So I walk in, Colin the bartender. We're not fighting that week. It's a joke because me and Colin got drunk and yelled at each other one time. I'll awesome. probably bleep that out. Um, <laughs> Colin hands me a vodka soda. I chug it. I go downstairs. I perform. And the nice thing is, like, I've been so tired all week. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets to the end and my show is over, I have so much energy that came from nowhere. Awesome. Like, I'm just riled up on the crowd. On Like, I think the reason we call celebrities stars is because we get to perform at night. Oh. And during the day, you don't. I have and we're a bright, today. shining, shining glisten of light. This is probably the lamest thing I've ever said, but like during the day, I'm an invisible and I'm a waitress and you yeah. don't make eye contact with me. But at night, everybody wants to be me because I'm performing on that stage and I'm kicking ass. Yeah, and just, that's why they call just, like the, just like the stars in the sky, if you're performing in New York, there's literally millions of you. <laughs> yeah, but so um, imp- improv really helps me unwind. It's a blast. Me and my friend Ryan go till like 4 a.m., and then we take the drunk train home together filled with Thai food. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you cope with alcoholism. I That's cope great. with. Hey, I also cope with video games. Yeah, so do I. It's great. I'm a, I'm a huge Pokemon fan, and you know what? Once you've beaten the game and you start doing competitive shit, it's almost like a form of meditation. Just, I'm going to go back and forth on this same road, right. hatching eggs, and just looking at the different stats, and I'm going to put this one in the box for later so it can breed with this purple gelatinous mess and make more of itself and the rest I'll release into the wilderness to die or what have you and it's just very sort of peaceful I also watch YouTube because oh, while YouTube. while I'm playing a video game uh, I also like to watch other people play video games oh my god I love it I cannot get enough of it yeah, the, the Let's Plays on the YouTube. Let's, let's do a fucking Let's Play, but instead of which... Uh, but it's going to do our jobs. Yeah, I'm just going to go to your work, uh, <laughs> and I'm going to have a face cam. Not you, but we're going to, like, mic you up, and I'm going to face cam, like, m what I'm hearing oh, from your job. God. What a, it's called a Let's what Work. What a good idea, Let's Work. <laughs> Copyright, don't steal. Yeah, don't you fucking steal that shit. But then you'd know where we work, so don't you fucking squeal, bitch. <laughs> Snitches a get stitches. Work. A let's work. I love it. Oh my god. Uh, I think I think this is a good first episode. I I'm, think this is a better first episode than the first one. Well, nobody knows what that first episode is, so this is the first episode that anyone's going to know. I'm excited. I'm Me excited too. for everything else that's going to happen, and we're going to have guests. We're going to have are. awesome fucking guests. Kevin, who's our guest next week? Ariel's going to be our guest next week. No, Madeline's going to be our guest next week. Shit! <laughs> okay, spoiler alert. Ariel's going to be our guest for week three. We recorded by the same day, so it's the same <laughs> fucking day, the same recording session. Technically, I'm correct. Oh, Kevin's fuck. so angry. I said the name of the business. I hate myself. Uh, but you know what? I got a job interview on Thursday. <gasps> so if I get that job, we don't have to fucking edit anything. Oh my god. So that's why I'm waiting till episode four, the revengening, to take my shot. You still have to take the shot. Though. I'll still take the shot. That's fair. Because at the time of this recording, I was employed. Yeah. But I may be working someplace else oh that's goodness. not in tourism. It's, it'll still be a box office, but it won't be in tourism. I have my fingers crossed. For oh you. my god! And if that's the case, we're going to keep this, and then I will just continue to shit on the place where I work. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to do that because mm -hmm. I love where I work, and Absolutely. I want to stay employed there forever and ever and ever. Uh, so yes, yeah, so Madeline is our guest next week. Madeline's she our guest. Madeline's my girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did a jinx, we did right? It again. And uh, what kind of shot was that? A uh, good shot. It's a good shot. Good shot. Uh, grain alcohol because uh, bread. Cool. I like vodka. I, yeah. I do most vodkas. Yeah, I, I'm I'm Russian uh, by majority, so that's how we deal with our suffering, uh, which I do a lot of because I'm in customer service. So many tangents. Yeah, so we're going to have guests, yep. and if you have a shitty customer uh, service story oh that gosh, you want to share with yes. us. We want to hear your fucking stories. Yeah, and if it's really fucking great, maybe we'll reach out to you and get you on the show. We got a Gmail, right? We have a Gmail. It's called have a nice day podcast at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Send all your stories there to us. Uh, if it's awesome, if it's horrible, we're probably going to read it live on the air. Oh, yeah, that'd be amazing. Not live on the air. Well, it's yeah, it's not like, because we record weeks in advance. We've already ruined the magic. But it's fine. It's fine. They know now, uh, and we're going to, that's how we're going to do it. That's, yeah, that's the format. Send it to the Gmail. Send your stories to the Gmail. We want to reach out to you guys. We want the world to know what kind of shit you guys go through, too. That's the whole point of the podcast, right? Absolutely. It's to shine a light on the shit that we deal with. Yeah, and if this is something that you're interested in listening to on a fairly regular basis, please subscribe. Please subscribe. We're going to be doing, releasing episodes every week. 
Yeah, we're going to do the best we can, and we're going to get that shit to you. And you know what? If that's if that's not something that you're really interested in, uh, what we say in the customer service business when we want to tell you to fuck off, but we can't, uh, have a nice day. <laughs> and uh, if you don't really like the sound of our voices, and you know, if, you're, if your response to this is we'll find another job, uh, then uh, have a nice day. And uh, if you were wondering if you could tip in this podcast, uh, and you think that 5% tip is uh, just as fine when the regular industry standard is 18 to 20%, uh, you can have a nice day. How do we sound off? Um, we have a sound off. We do have a sound off. Well, I'm Kevin. And I'm Caitlin. Fucking Don't have a fuck nice yourself, day. San Diego. Perfect. Cut it. We've done it. Amazing. <laughs>